All right, welcome to the World of Koth Players podcast, where we discuss old-school role-playing from the player's perspective. I am Legitimate Mustard, I play Darkosis, and I'm here tonight with... With Ira, bringing to life a human fighter, also known as Ira Cove. Kel Ronan, uh, playing Yorbrum, a dwarf fighter. Exploding Kitten, playing Drenna. Excellent. Would somebody like to give us a quick recap of what happened in the session tonight? Anybody? Okay. I'll so, do it. <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead. You. I don't think I, I uh, remember it well okay. enough. Well, I, as far as I remember, uh, we woke up in a um, in a storeroom in a in a bedroom uh, belonging to an orc chief. Um, we ate some food, we, you know, uh, relearned some spells, we took care of some wounds, um, and then we tried to leave that room. We found that our, uh, our flesh golem, who was supposed to be kind of guarding the door, uh, did a pretty good job of guarding the door, even though we didn't really give him perfect directions. Did a little bit of exploring, we found a training room, we killed another orc, um, then we went and went looking for a secret room that... The dark dwarves had had known about um, opened the secret room by finding a uh, a sliding door um, with a hidden hidden trigger type thing. Um, got into the secret room um, and we found a large snake there. Uh, we found it kind of accidentally when it uh, tried to swallow one of the party. Uh, so a a um, a fight ensued. It went on for quite a while. Uh, there were a lot of misses, some weapons were thrown in a lake, um, and then the snake finally finally died, and we found some additional dwarven um, artifacts. And I think that pretty well covers where, where we got to. Any other details? We did have one member spend a brief time inside the snake involuntarily. Oh, that is true. We did have one member get swallowed by the snake. Um, Dark Horses came to the rescue and and sliced into the, the snake, uh, accidentally hitting um, a little bit. But, you know, that's neither here nor Accidentally, there. Accidentally, you say? Accidentally, yes. Um... Uh... Rennie is no longer a glowing ball of light. Finally, yes, that's true. Rennie has lost the continual, the like super powered, turbocharged, extra fancy continual light spell that's been on her. So she's probably bummed about that a little bit. But um, it's better for everyone else. So that's that's good. Hey, that's that, a little uh... bit better than uh, everybody revealing their location whenever they come around a corner. Yeah, or like ten minutes before they get to the corner because she was so bright. But <laughs> what was it? Four hundred foot. Yeah, I think so. It's just like, and that was and with the seen amount. I think that was with the uh, the cloak on too. That was without. Oh, okay, okay. What was it with the cloak on? Like sixty. Yeah, sixty. Okay, that's much more reasonable. Um, so did we learn any new stuff this session? Um, any new information? We're getting a little more insight into seeing these caverns being formerly dwarven. Although we've encountered dark dwarves, 
it's looking like seeing the rubbish that was formerly fine carved dwarven furniture and other items being tossed haphazardly and raided gives a little bit more story into what we're going through yeah um we're pretty sure that this was a, a dwarven stronghold or something I mean that's relatively clear at this point uh, but it's definitely been repurposed for some purpose not really sure what yet um, but we'll see we'll see very soon uh, nobody nobody died uh, in this session uh, Rennie lost her, her glowing Darkorsis threw his his uh, warhammer into a, a lake uh, did anything else happen that was just just silly or stupid or, or dumb or any of that? We had a, a giant uh, flesh golem absorb a bunch of orcs and then try to rip those orcs out of itself. Oh, yeah. So that was, was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, so our flesh golem in the nighttime had, uh, while we were all sleeping, um, it was guarding the door to the room that we were in and it it killed a bunch of orcs and then tried to um, incorporate those orc bits into itself and became too large to fit through doorways, which was very convenient for the DM. Uh, very convenient. And when we told it to uh, remove parts of itself, it solely removed the armor of the orcs that it had absorbed and didn't, as we would hope, start ripping large chunks off itself. Although it did do that in order to fit through the doorway we commanded it to attack, so... Yeah, but inadvertently, when it just, like, sheared those things off out of, like, force and... <laughs> they weren't that well integrated in the first place. Yeah. But apparently it wouldn't shear itself through a five-foot doorway. No, just a six-foot doorway. Progressively smaller. <laughs> progressively smaller. Flash golem. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we should have yeah, just well, searched for doorways that were just progressively smaller and then just had it like force itself through each one until it could actually fit through the doorways that we needed it to get through. But that was a very convenient uh, tool for the DM to use there, I, I think. But Yeah, well, you've got to do something when, you're, when your party has a flesh golem at their disposal and the flesh golem is supposed to be something you fight against. That is true. That is true. Um, so, yeah, uh, Drenna was was attacked by the snake, uh, swallowed by the snake, partially um, digested, kind of, um, and compressed. Compressed. Yeah. Um, we learned. We did learn that snakes have buttholes. Um, so, you know. <laughs> We could laugh at uh, Kasdan's joy and wonder. Swing and a miss, swing and a miss. Starts to prep a spell and is greeted by our small light ball gnome becoming four times brighter, interrupting his spell casting. So he was effectively just suffering through this encounter. Yep, that, that happened. Darkosis in his Earned first attack not. rolled a nat one, uh, passed his dex check so he didn't fall down and then failed his strength check and threw his warhammer into the lake his second attack rolled a nat one 
uh, passed his dex check, so he didn't fall down. Uh, also passed his strength check, so he didn't lose his his uh, axe. Um, but he was definitely off off balance. Third attack rolled a two. Um, just really stellar, really stellar. Hey, well, this is a holy day for Dern, because any day where it's unlucky is a holy day. <laughs> is that a thing? Is that how that works? Yes, apparently, apparently it is. Um, I was reading uh, about um, the gods, and um, I was talking with Diff, and um, he was like, holidays, any day of hardship, brutal weather, or bad luck for Dern. Those are holidays. <laughs> Interesting. So Dern enjoys just having a hard life, I guess. But, uh, Dirk found us. Made sure to celebrate by trudging around neck deep in this pond of refuse water looking for his axe. Well, he did find it, though. His, uh, his uh, Warhammer. But yeah, he he found it. He was very excited about that. Um, Speaking of Warhammers, yeah, Siegebreaker. Brenny. No, no, <laughs> yeah. Oh well, well, yeah. there is Siegebreaker, isn't there? Is Siege, is Siegebreaker a Warhammer? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Rennie tried to pick it up and uh, ended up um, shocking herself and getting her son turned off. Yeah, it cast um, a uh, a dispel magic. I think a pretty powerful dispel magic. Why do you Pretty think it did that? Fifteen foot away from that instead of the ten foot radius. Yeah, for sure. Uh, not sure what happened if I got hit with it right now. Yeah. Not sure I want to find out. So why did it do that when Rennie picked it up, but then it did absolutely nothing when Yorburn picked it up? Well, it said not a dwarf when uh, Rennie picked it up, or at least that's what Rennie said. So it's so, a. Is it a magic? It's a magic weapon, then, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Um, but Yorbrim has no idea what it uh, what it does, other than the fact that this is a holy dwarven weapon. Um, surround or near the statue of Dern, who, uh, which was unfortunately defiled by the uh, whoever lo- looted this place. And so there's a giant so, statue of Dern there. In this in this yes. secret room that's been defiled in some way, um, and this is probably the first time that Dark Corsus has ever seen a statue of Dern. I don't know what uh, what to think of that yet. Oh, well, he, we even go to examine the statue yet, uh, so we'll. We'll probably have to pick that up in the next uh, the next session. Yeah, definitely. But really interested to seeing uh, for seeing uh, Yorbrim's and Kazdan's reaction, considering they have such different views on Dern. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of Kazdan, he's r- probably going to want that Warhammer you have right now, Yorbrim. Oh, absolutely. Especially since Yorbrim can't actually handle it. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, Rennie opened a door after after the uh, incident with the with the siegebreaker 
Um, she opened a door in the room and set off a trap that uh, electrocuted Yorbrum. Um, how bad did that hurt? Oh, it, it hit me pretty hard. It hurt. Now, luckily, Yorbrum's a tough, tough dwarf. So he wasn't able to, uh, or he, he was able to direct most of the damage into the ground. So you saved for half. It's resistance then? to magic. Yeah. Yeah. Saved for half. He only took 14 points. That was, that would have been a significant, that would have killed Dark Horses if he had, uh, taken the full brunt of that, so. Even from full health. Right? Uh, not from full health. Dark Horses got a little stronger oh, recently, but, um but he's not at full health right now. So he would have, he would have died if he took the full brunt of that. Um, okay. So they, so Rennie picked the door, set off the trap, went inside and found a chat, a really big chest, a really big dwarven chest, or I guess it was a dwarven chest. Was it a a dwarven chest? Uh, I believe it was a dwarven chest. It was one of the few remaining, uh, well, well uh, maintained items that are still down here. Looks like they just threw a bunch of stuff in it. So who do you think and filled the chest? The chest actually locked. Yeah. Who do you think filled the chest with stuff? Do you think that that was whoever is inhabiting the dwarven um, complex? Or do you think that this was something that's been undisturbed up to this point? Well, it seems like it had to have been or somebody who is inhabiting a dwarven complex because there's no way that dwarves would just well I guess there there is a possibility that dwarves would put the things in this um safekeeping but with that pile out in front really indicates that someone's all been that for yeah all that uh really high quality of craftsmanship is thrown away Obviously, whoever was there didn't care about dwarven manufacturing. So, um, what all was in the chest? There was some armor, there was a two-handed battle axe, there was, um, I'm not really sure what else. There's a large, oh yeah, there was a large dwarven dagger, um, child set of very ornate ringmail with gold inlays. Ringmail and plate mail? Yep, articulated plate armor, but the uh, plate armor wasn't child size. There was also that real nice ring with a, I believe, royal seal? Yeah, I think so. A dwarven royal seal from the crag. From the crag, though. That's interesting. Yeah, so Gorbrum's more and more sure that the crag actually had um, this outpost before. The dark dwarves never knew of it. So that's what it seems like. You think that this is a, a crag outpost? Yes. At least used to be. That's interesting. Probably long ago. Probably even before Starfall. So why would... Why would the modern dwarves not know about this place? Uh, it's possible that the giants 
took it over or prevented us from uh, getting in here. There is a story that uh, there were five clans that were outcast that uh, Yorbrum was talking about earlier. Uh, five dwarven clans that were outcast because they opened the gates to the giants. We did see giants in the... Uh, or calling it the Underdark. Um, right, yeah. Uh, Cavernous Deep. Yeah, the Cavernous Deep. So the, there were five clans that were... There were thrown out from the crag? Well, they didn't say that they were thrown out from the crag, exactly. But they said they were outcast. Outcast from we talking about? dwarven society in general, but not necessarily yeah. from the crag. Yeah. And Kasdan said that there were five houses of Dern. Or, yeah, five houses of Dern. Yeah, so it makes you wonder if those things are related. That the that the dark dwarves are the outcasts, the descendants of the outcasts from dwarven society? Yeah, who just let the giants into their... or into either the crag or one of its outposts. And why would they let the, the, the giants in? Um... Legend has it that it's because they wanted the money and power that the giants held at that time. So they did it for greed. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, so Darkorsus has the, the two-handed battle axe. Uh, he has a gimpy arm because of an incident in the Underdark where he fell off a cliff and... Someone pulled a bone out of his body and then stuck it back in. Um, so he's got a gimp arm, but he's got a two-handed battle axe. He's pretty proud of it. Uh, he loves axes. Axes are definitely his thing. Um, so who took the other the other stuff from the uh, from the um, chest? So we're deciding. Uh, we're arguing about who's taking it. Last we knew, Yorbrum was really upset when uh, Rennie was stating that she would, was taking the ring of uh, the crag. So it's not going to uh, give that up lightly or easily. No, definitely. Yes. I, I'm excited about these, these next sessions. I think there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of like worlds or well a lot of um campaign world history um that gets revealed um hopefully more history of the starfall event which i think is potentially pretty interesting um this is thoroughly metagaming but um i as a player have recognized that there are multiple there are multiple histories related to the Starfall event, and every every culture and every group that we've we've encountered has a different history. Every religion as well has a different history of of what happened uh, pre-Starfall, during Starfall, and after Starfall. Um, so I don't think that it doesn't appear, at least, that anyone really has the full and accurate picture. But maybe someone does, and maybe everyone's version is a little bit accurate. But all of them are um, different in some ways. 
So it will be interesting to see if we ever really get a clear picture of what actually happened at the Starfall event, because that event has, um, over a very long time, kind of uh, started the ball rolling for the events that are taking place right now. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to learning more about that, especially from the Dwarves' perspective. With Kazdan and Yorbrim together, it sounds like we're going to find out a lot more about how their two societies do the Starfall event differently. And we have to some extent already. Yes, a little bit. Um, additional meta knowledge. Um, we know, as players, that the other the other campaign, there are two campaigns going on. There's a Grand Gnome Adventure, and there is... Um, oh, what's the other one called? Danger in Darkwood. Danger in Darkwood. Um, so both both of those campaigns are currently in this complex. They're on different levels of the complex. Um, I think that I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, it'll be really interesting if the if the groups meet up at some point. Because um, I don't know what would happen if they did. I think that you know it's very dark, and uh, there could be some there's, there could be some drama associated with meeting up with another group of adventurers <laughs> in a in a dark uh, complex underground. So I do have to say we do have uh, one key uh, figure joining both of us together, and that is Kira, who happens to not be played by any of the players, but our DM. So that should be a pretty good, and is trusted by most of the groups. So that'd be a, that should be a pretty good uh, minimizer for it some extent yeah definitely um so did anybody have a favorite moment of this session uh probably when rudy hit the snake and then there were three of them Oh yeah, Tru- three, oh, that's three a, Trudies. That's a thing. Trudy's uh, battle act or uh, Warhammer. Tr- Trudy's uh, Warhammer does some weird stuff once in a while. It does some kind of random magic things. It'll be interesting to see how that does over uh, over time uh, and what it does. So does the knives that Drenna has. They'll create a spark and metagaming, but um, if it hits, a- if both act. If both knives attack and hit at the same time for a humanoid creature, it will create a spark and it um, will give them a random, uh, what was it, a random um, mental disorder, I believe. Oh, that's cool. It's like confusion or something similar to that. Yeah, inflicted with a random mental disease. I wonder if that's permanent or if it's uh, temporary. Guess we'll find out. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you think is coming next? More orcs. Yeah, probably more orcs. Maybe a lich? I don't know. Who who knows? Well, I hope know. not a lich. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think even the rangers know at this point. 
I don't know if the there's Rangers a... are still alive, actually. There's been Lyra a couple of issues. Lyra thinks they know. Hmm, interesting. Okay. From the uh, information she got from Azkotec after our river ride. She thinks that the Rangers are still alive? She was told that the Rangers will strike at dawn. Okay, metagaming, um, they did, and then some other stuff happened. Ira Gaming, the Rangers are alive, and they're going to help <laughs> us get the Lich. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all going back to uh, finding these different stories for Starfall and Ira from a fishing village just kind of like Shrek, get out of my swamp. Y'all are doing it for the glory of your lineage, and that's why I go back to farming sheep. <laughs> Here I am with a gnome that was glowing like the sun put out by a hammer that apparently can shock her, lightning coming from underground. And you're a golem. And you're a golem, yeah. So if I am a golem, me being completely green to D&D, what would have <laughs> happened if I was, you know, five foot closer to that dispel magic? You probably wouldn't be a golem anymore. Alright, fair enough. Seeing the group's reaction to uh, Rennie going out, no longer a son, first joy that we could you know, potentially move anywhere without forecasting 400 foot of our presence, followed by the sudden realization that many of us can no longer see again as the room went dark. Like watching that maybe 30 second roller coaster in real time of the reactions processing what's going on. Yeah, that was. That was priceless. That was. I was it was like, oh, this is good. Oh, wait. I can't see. Oh no! <laughs> as the DM's better like, sit and do my chanty thing. Yeah, as the DM's like turning off all the dynamic lighting in the room, and I'm like, oh no, oh. <laughs> okay, um, so I think we're we're pretty much at time, um, and that's all I've got for the World of Koth uh, players podcast for tonight. So thanks to everybody for hanging out after the session. Um, we'll talk again in a week, and good night, everybody. <laughs>